Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. First things first, this most certainly isn't going to be a hate list. Many of the entries here are in the lovable camp. It's also possible that some of these entries may yet receive a resolution along the way as, thankfully, the audience is now receiving more Star Trek than ever before, with more opportunities to address some of these potential gaffes. With that in mind, I'm Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture and here are the 10 biggest Star Trek plot holes. 10. Is Data Immortal? In Star Trek Picard, the audience retreated to a wonderfully cathartic ending for Lieutenant Commander Data. He went out in a blaze of glory in Star Trek Nemesis, an ending which left a lot of people feeling a bit underwhelmed. This was not the ending that felt right for this iconic character, coupled with the fact that the film failed to impress at the box office. The decision to create Data's consciousness from a single neuron allows much of the plot of Star Trek Picard to unfold. Overall, it allows for a great ending to the character that we received. However, it also leaves a bit of a question in the air. If Maddox could create this neuron, why leave it trapped in a solid state? With Sung, there was an entire planet of synthetic life forms. The ability to create synthetic life, sentient at that, was clearly in their grasp. Leaving Data trapped the way that he was, was this an act of casual evil or simply ignorance in the face of their skills? Some, though not all, of the extent of their skills are explored in the finale, most notably in the golem that eventually houses Picard's consciousness. But alas, a satisfying explanation to Data's torturous existence is not among them. 9. Starfleet education is either really fast or really bad. In the original series episode, The Changeling, a probe named Nomad comes aboard the USS Enterprise. It was launched from Earth, but along the way it achieved sentience and set out to join its creator. It also then zapped away several Klingon battle cruisers, Epsilon 9 Station, and Lieutenant Dilit. Oh, wait, sorry, wrong probe, wrong probe. While The Changeling was a template for Star Trek The Motion Picture, it did have some significant differences. One difference is the death of Scotty. Nomad kills him, though thankfully brings him back to life with ease. Another difference is that instead of absorbing Uhura in the way that V'ger absorbs Ilea, Nomad wipes her memories completely. This should have been a devastating and career-ending fate for the unlucky lieutenant. She is left at the end of the episode in a position where she will have to relearn everything that she's lost. That includes all of the formative lessons she learned as a child, along with language skills, motor skills, and her complete education from start to finish. And she's fine. McCoy and Chapel simply re-educate her with the computer. There is a good inclusion, though, thanks to Nichelle Nichols, of Uhura speaking Swahili, as this had been established as her first language. While Star Trek the original series was not serialized in the way that later incarnations would be, it is still something that bore mentioning going forward. Surely, how did she get back to the person she was before? How did she learn to deal with this violation? It was, unfortunately, a bit of a hole that was never truly plugged. 8. I never forget a face. This is one of the more fun plot holes in Star Trek's history. In fact, this was something that several people caught during filming and didn't flag it, because they were 
were having too much fun. On SETI Alpha 5, Captain Terrell and Commander Chekhov beam down to investigate some anonymous readings during their survey as part of the Genesis Project. What they discover is the remains of the SS Botany Bay and her crew led by Khan Noonien Singh. Chekhov recognises the name of the ship and Khan himself, for Khan had once attempted to seize control of the USS Enterprise, being marooned on the planet as punishment. Now, while all of this is true, there is a slight issue with this. Chekhov wasn't there. So when Khan looks him in the eye and hisses, I never forget a face. That's interesting, as he hadn't encountered that particular face before. Allegedly, Walter Koenig knew full well about this discrepancy while filming and kept his mouth shut, as flagging this with Nicholas Meyer would probably have led to his character being swapped out for one of the others. In keeping quiet, he both gave the audience some great scenes as Chekhov and was complicit in one of the most fun plot holes to date. 7. A Toast to Fallen Friends This plot hole is an unfortunate one, as Ronald D. Moore was the writer on both Relics and Star Trek Generations. Both stories have Scotty in situations that conflict with the other. The issue in this case is the death of James T. Kirk. In Star Trek Generations, the script as written has Kirk seemingly die once he was swept away into the Nexus. With issues behind the scenes preventing Leonard Nimoy and DeForest Kelly from returning, their roles and scripts were quickly handed to Walter Koenig and James Doohan, which goes at least part of the way to explaining why Chekhov is suddenly able to help in sickbay. However, Scotty is the main issue here. Without him, the Enterprise B may well have been destroyed. He's able to engineer a method to escape. He is, however, present to witness Kirk's fate. This means it's a bit odd for him to think that Kirk got the Enterprise out of mothballs to come and rescue him from the crashed USS Janolan when he is found by the Enterprise D. Now, while the easy answer here is that Relics was written long before Generations and they simply hadn't planned for this outcome yet, the frustrating, although enjoyable, inclusion of Scotty meant that this statement makes no sense anymore. 6. So long, Yeoman Rand. Janice Rand was the captain's yeoman in the first season of the original series. She vanishes after several episodes, only returning then for small parts in the movies. The question of what happened to her is actually a sad case of behind-the-scenes drama. Grace Lee Whitney revealed that she'd been sexually assaulted by a producer who she refused to name, which led to her firing from the show. Abhorrent as that is, it was all the more noticeable as her character was being set up to play major supporting role, so when she vanished, it left a mark on the show. While on screen, it could have been explained away as a simple transfer, it bears mentioning here as it was a plot hole caused by the despicable actions of someone who abused their power. Rand deserved better and Grace Lee Whitney deserved a whole lot more. Thankfully, when the movies began, the character returned in the motion picture, The Search for Spock and The Undiscovered Country. She also appeared in flashback alongside George Takei. At least the franchise tried in some way to atone for what happened to her and to Rand. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Five. Time and distance is all relative, really. Star Trek V The Final Frontier has its issues. The pacing is off, the effects are cheap, and the script needed several more runs through the editing bay. However, that doesn't mean it isn't an enjoyable film. The music is phenomenal, the camaraderie between the crew is on point, and Cybok remains one of the great guest stars out of the entire franchise. The issue for this list is the apparent speed of the USS Enterprise A. Seriously, we know that Scotty is a miracle worker, but he must also be a wizard to get the ship to cross such distances in such a small amount of time. Shakari is said to exist beyond the Great Barrier at the centre of the galaxy. Putting aside what we know about the Galactic Centre for a moment, consider the distance that the Enterprise has to travel. They begin their journey from Space Dock, which is orbiting Earth. Earth is not beside the centre of the galaxy. The ship takes a journey that should have taken years, just ask Captain Janeway, and does it in a matter of hours. This is also not the first time this has occurred with Kirk's Enterprise. In the original series pilot, where no man has gone before, the Enterprise simply nips out the galactic barrier without any trouble. Distance and speeds were something that shifted a lot in Star Trek's early days. 4. Why did you leave him on Genesis? Now, there's a few pieces to this one. First, the Catra twist was a late-in-the-day addition to the Wrath of Khan story at the behest of Nimoy, so that he may not necessarily leave the franchise forever. The ending of that movie sees his coffin safely impacted on the surface of the Genesis planet. Flash forward to the Enterprise's return home, and McCoy's beginning to lose his mind as it is being pushed to the side by Spock's. All good so far. Sarek calls to see Kirk at his home, berating the Admiral for, in his opinion, Opinion, abandoning Spock. Through a mind meld, Sarek discovers that Spock did not give his Catra to Kirk, but together they discover he did give it to McCoy. All good so far. At what point, however, does that jump to resurrecting the dead? Sarek himself says that Spock's body was in death. On the Genesis planet, David Marcus and Savick discover that Spock's body is both alive and cycling through the various stages of aging, but this is not related back to Starfleet. In fact, the USS Grissom is destroyed. It has to be assumed therefore that Kirk, between his meeting with Sarek and his meeting with Fleet Admiral Morrow, discovered that Spock's body had come back to life. It's not stated on screen and it's a fairly large gamble to throw away his entire career on without any confirmation. What are friends for? 3. The most important conference in the galaxy has no bouncer. Camp Kittimer is a very easy and tempting target in Star Trek VI The Undiscovered Country. It's the site of, arguably, the most important peace talks that the Federation, Klingon Empire and Romulan Star Empire have ever engaged in, and there is not a single vessel floating above the planet to provide security. When General Chang's Bird of Prey arrives in the system, he is there to prevent the Enterprise from stopping the assassination of the Federation President. He has a ship that can fire while cloaked. Why not simply destroy the conference from orbit? Right, that question 
question aside, where is the security for this conference? If we are to accept that no Federation Klingon or Romulan vessels are allowed to patrol for fear of an attack, why not host the conference on a neutral but defensible planet? If Captain Sulu had the location of the conference, which is not explained, then others would surely know of it as well. There was entirely too much left to chance with this conference, a fact seemingly confirmed in The Next Generation when Worf discusses the attack on Kittimer that killed his parents. 2. Starfleet physicals are a thing of the past. In Star Trek Voyager's opening episodes, the crew of Chakotay's Maquis cell are integrated into the crew of the USS Voyager. While it's undoubtedly a chaotic time, there seems to be some fairly large lapses in efficiency. For example, not once does either the computer nor the doctor flag the fact that Seska is a Cardassian until the plot commands them to do so. Seska had beamed away several times in those episodes. Did the computer not register Cardassian life signs rather than Bajor? Did the doctor not perform medical checks on the crew after arriving in the Delta Quadrant? Surely this would be par for the course after the shipwide disaster that was their abductions by the caretaker. This unfortunately leads to a large plot hole in these early episodes. Seska was a great, if underused, villain, but her reveal was a little too much of a peek behind the curtain rather than an earned twist. Star Trek has shown us that even the most cursory glance would have revealed her true identity and species. 1. Garrick's Get Out of Jail Free Cards Elam Garrick is easily one of the best characters in all of Star Trek, as played by Andrew Robinson. Throughout all of Deep Space Nine's seven seasons, he is the plain, simple tailor who clearly has other things going on behind that cryptic smile. There is an issue, no matter how popular or wonderful the character is, of allowing him to live free on the station. This man is clearly a dangerous liability to have around, even if he is sometimes massively useful. He may be a necessary evil in many of his appearances, but there is one event that should surely have resulted in his improvement imprisonment and removal. The time he attempted to commandeer the USS Defiance weapon systems, start a war with the Dominion and commit genocide against the Founders. Sure, Worf gives him a beatdown, but that hardly seems like a justified response to a crime of this magnitude. Again, while Garrick is one of the best characters in all of Star Trek, the fact is that he has shown his morals will Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Adapt to suit himself when the situation arises. 